everybody, Hello. and welcome to the Macaw Podcast Universe. It's the podcast that exists to prove people wrong when they say what? Sequels are never better than the originals. And today we are talking about a spinoff. Yeah. Which is indeed a sequel. Uh, of, well, a prequel. Uh, you're correct. Yes, you're correct. Of a uh, of the series that was voted by everybody that we would cover that we've been putting off for a very long time. It puts us, it's the fourth entry, it's X-Men Origin, Wolverine. X-Men Origins, I think. Yeah. And uh, we have a guest with us. You have a guest. <laughs> we have a guest. It is our dear friend who, well, I, I guess, I guess uh, you know, do I just introduce you or do I say, I, you know, you, you are not much of a superhero movie person from, from what I have seen and gathered, but then couple of years ago i heard this guest that i'm about to say loves x-men so we've been waiting and waiting and waiting please welcome to the show as gilmore knocks over my water bottle <laughs> it's gonna be a wild <laughs> uh-oh kateri warnick hello Ooh, it's me <laughs> i am an x-men fan wow That's me. <laughs> i didn't i when um i mean a while ago i think um micah told me that Kateri was gonna guess on one of our episodes and I was like, huh? <laughs> that's I mean, that's great, but why? Because <laughs> I had no idea. And he's like, I think she's a big X-Men fan. And I'm like, wow. No, I knew. I oh, well, said you knew yeah, at I that said. point, but I, I just was I had no idea. So this is a great surprise for me. Surprise. I love <laughs> X-Men. I admittedly I'm kind of a fake fan in that I've never actually like read comics or anything, but the movies I am very fond of the movies. They hold a special place in my heart. Wow. Um, so do you have a favorite? Oh, that's tough. Um, I think probably X2. Okay. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> but I do really love First Class. And I don't know. I honestly like... All the way through Apocalypse, I love all of those, and I have been disappointed in the, like, bummer of the last two, like Dark yeah. Phoenix, and is this getting ahead of ourselves? I know you haven't covered no, this No, you can, yet, no, you can. Please, please. Um, yeah, Dark Phoenix and New Mutants were letdowns for me, but I'm still, like, I will watch any X-Men movie that comes out ever. Wow. So. <laughs> nice. But I mean, you you are you're a big X Men fan, but you weren't willing to go MCU because you knew Patrick Stewart was in Doctor Strange, and I remember going, "Katiri, is that something that you're willing to go see?" And you said, "No." <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if I I guess maybe I don't have the best understanding of like his role, but I just assumed it's like not very significant, and I'm not willing to look at Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, yeah. also, like, if you, don't, if you don't watch the MCU movies, and it's like, I'm going to watch yeah. this one random one for that this too. podcast, it's like, you're probably going to come in with more questions, yeah. right? And, like, even opinions. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> no, and he, I, I think it is it is skippable. It's, it's fun, and I liked him in the movie, but I think as someone who has no investment in the MCU, it would yeah. be just kind of confusing to watch yeah but so so we're talking about origins now you yes. kind of gave me like a list of the movies that that i mean you, you uh, for the listener kateri sa said many movies that we could cover 
And this one was coming up, and I was ready. I wanted Katerion, so I chose this one for her of the ones she chose. But is there a particular reason why you would you would be into covering this movie? Um, this movie is pretty special because although I was like I think thirteen when the last stand came out, it was act- like I didn't actually watch the movies until probably like right after that came out was like when I got into X-Men. So this movie, when it came out, it was the very first one that I saw in theaters. So I went to the midnight release of this and actually went, so I like saw it at midnight on Thursday or whatever. And then on Friday I went again in the (gasps) daytime. Like, whoa. Wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> they, they really were. <laughs> it's just today, I'm like, I would never do that. <laughs> no matter how excited I know, I, am, I know. It's just too late. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I mean, and now, even if they do them, it's like, what, at like 10 o'clock or whatever? Like, I know. Yeah. So yeah. It doesn't feel, it's I don't not know, as maybe magical. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're older, so maybe that's part of it too. But yeah. something about like, going to a movie at midnight. I remember going to midnight releases and there just being like lines around the whole theater, like so many people excited and now nothing. No, no. one cares. Yeah, no, now no it's pageantry. like, I'm going to see it at 6 yeah. p.m. the day before it's supposed right. to come out because that's <laughs> yeah. that's preferable to my sleep schedule. Yeah. But it it's just crazy. Yeah, the, the I mean, we're, we're the three of us are not that old. Uh, we're not even old. We're not. We're young. <laughs> we're young people. But it is kind of like I mean, during the pandemic when the theater shut down, I told I, I think I was even telling people I'm like, when this theater opens up, I'm gonna go see three movies in one day. I haven't <laughs> even gone to two. Wow. wow. I've only done that one time in my life because it's like I'm like, okay, now I'm tired. I want to go home. I'm surprised you've only done that <laughs> once in your life. Wait, wait, wait. Three movies or two? Two movies. I've done it one time. That's still surprising to me for you. I've seen two yeah. movies in a day. At, at or the- no, no, yeah, just twi- well, just once, I think, yeah. Wow. That was wow. like when my family and I would go on our vacation trip to California. We would always have a day uh, where we didn't go to Disneyland and we did something else. And often it was like, okay, let's go watch this movie. And then we get out of the theater and it's like, oh, this one's playing too. Let's just go see this one right now. Yeah, I, I just I think because I didn't grow up that way. Yeah, it's just not. It, even though I love watching movies and I watch them all the time, it's always like, I'll just go see one movie. And yeah. we live so close; well, it's easy to yeah. go home. I mean, I think that we've been to the theater several days consecutively. So yeah, you've you've been you've seen two movies in the theater probably in less than a twenty four hour period. Yes, I think we did that in November because we, yeah. we saw four movies in seven days. So yeah, that's true. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so for me with this movie, I this was also the first X-Men movie I saw in theaters. And I went with the O'Hara gang, I'm pretty sure. Right. So I this came out in 2009. So I think we were freshmen in high school. I, well, or sophomores. E, I think uh, I think we were going into high school that year. Right. Um, cause I think, I think I was an eighth grader when this came out. Okay. I could be getting my years mixed up, but anyway, uh, yeah. Cause no, I am. We must've been freshmen. You're right. Uh, saw it with the O'Hara's at the white city theater. Wow. Um, and I was like this movie rules, you know, Wolverine, he's got claws and he's killing people. <laughs> uh, I loved it. Yeah. And then I, I have since not revisited it and this is always kind of one of those movies if you're looking up reviews or like checking out like 
superhero lists or movie lists or whatever, it's always one that people like unanimously malign and are kind of like, wow, that was a bad movie. And so I haven't watched it since until last night. And then we're going to talk about that. But we're not there yet because I want to hear what your experience is, Jordan. This was my first time ever seeing it. (gasps) Wow. Well, I had a lot of questions at the beginning (laughs) of this movie, (laughs) namely his name. Everyone's calling him Jimmy. (laughs) I was Uh very confused. (laughs) Um, And yeah, we'll, we'll get into that stuff. But yeah, this, I've never seen this movie before. I think I've seen clips with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And I'm assuming it's this movie. Well, I know it is now that I've seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like, like I've said in the last couple of episodes, X-Men's <laughs> relatively new to me. Coming into this, I've only seen the first two. Wow. So it's all going to be fresh for me. Yeah. So big old, big old blind spot for Jordan. And we're getting close to my X-Men blind spots, but I, we still have a couple more till I'm, till I, uh, have, have not seen them. Yeah. Cause, cause I haven't seen the Wolverine. Which I've I am excited to watch, and I, then I haven't seen any of the other X Men movies except for First Class. Oh wow! But I've seen Logan and the two Deadpool's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Logan, I would imagine, will probably reign supreme. Um, but X Two, it's gonna be tough to beat for me. I love X Two. That movie's great. But let's talk about who directed this and who made it. So the movie's directed by Gavin Hood who has a bit of a rough filmography. He's got the uh, also maligned movie uh, Ender's Game. Oh, whoops. Uh, A recent movie called Eye in the Sky, which I remember had Helen Mirren and Aaron Paul in it. Not Aaron Paul. Is that his name? Yeah, Aaron Paul. From Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've never heard that movie. Same. Uh, No one else did either. (laughs) 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 The screenplay is by David... David Benioff, who is one of the co-creators of Game of Thrones and also wrote Troy and City of Thieves. Uh, It's also a screenplay by Skip Woods, who wrote The Awful Swordfish, also starring Hugh Jackman. Uh, The movie Hitman, the movie A-Team, and then a movie I've avoided, but apparently the very worst Die Hard movie, A A Good Day to Die Hard. Is that the one with Justin Long? No, that is Live Free or Die Hard. Okay. This is this is the one that has um, uh, Mr. Potato Head himself, Jai Courtney, is one of the stars of. Oh, I think I hard. ask you this every time it's been brought up. Every yeah. time, and is, I always do it, my Mr. Potato Justin Head Long joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you may be sensing a bit of a pattern here as we're getting into the production. <laughs> <laughs> the cinematography is by Donald D- Donald McAlpine, who did Moulin Rouge, uh, Ender's Game. And Mrs. Doubtfire, amongst many others. Uh, the music is by Harry Gregson Williams, who did Phone Booth, uh, Man on Fire, Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, Chicken Run. So he's got some pretty solid hits in there. Chicken Run. Yeah. Wow, I love that movie. N- move, s- sequel on Netflix next year. Huh? <laughs> really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I had not heard that. Did they get Mel? I don't believe they uh, revisited <laughs> Mel on the movie. <laughs> well, yeah, one too many um, anti-Semitic comics, comments. That'll do it. Yeah, I mean, that'll yeah. do it, rightfully so. Um, the movie comes out May 1st, 2009. It has a $150 million budget. 
So that is way less than the last movie. It is 60 million less than the last. Yeah. yeah. And I, I gotta say, because we're watching <laughs> the movies, movies so close together, it mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. Yes. It Like I thought that the last movie looked like really good. And like partly it looked really good for the time period it came out in. And it was 2006, 2008. Yeah. Uh, 2006. Yeah. 2006. So partly it looked really good because I have hindsight, I guess, or I'm looking back on it. Right. But I also just thought it looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we mostly commented that the de-aging, which X-Men The Last Stand was the first movie to do it. Yeah. And it looks pretty terrible in that. Yeah. But somehow the de-aging looks a lot worse in this movie. <laughs> Patrick Stewart looks so funny. Oh, I, yeah. I can't believe it. They I mean, he, so dirty. He, he honestly <laughs> looks like, oh, man. he looks like a, he is a video game. It, yeah. It looks like yeah. he was wearing a mask of himself. <laughs> <laughs> it was not great. <laughs> yeah. And well, you know, we're not getting into the story yet. We're going to get there. Um, but the movie does make $179 million domestic and 373 worldwide. Now, I got a couple of wild things for you specifically, Jordan. Great. That are going to blow you away. Okay. Now, and I didn't know either one of these things because I haven't seen this movie that I'll mention at the end of this. Okay. But Cody Smith McPhee. Yes. Was originally cast as young Logan at the beginning of the movie. Ah, nuts. But he turned it down to be in the road. Good choice. Good choice. But he will be in the X-Men soonish. Oh, I forgot he was in X-Men. And he he plays our favorite guy, Nightcrawler. No effing way. Which I did not know. What movie is he in? Which Uh, X-Men? Apocalypse. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That movie's going to be so good. (laughs) do do you like that one you said you like that one yeah no i i do like it i i don't know i feel like i before watching this movie origins wolverine recently and like kind of looking it up again i at the time like did not realize that apparently it was like like people say that it sucks um because i don't think that it sucks and i'm pretty sure that apocalypse like people probably say say that it sucks but i don't think it sucks I mean, Oscar okay. Isaac. Hello. Whoa. Um, he's in it too? Yeah, he's the bad guy. Whoa. <laughs> you have that to look forward to. Um, yeah, I like Apocalypse. Man. I think it slaps. Cool. So they bring Nightcrawler back. There's there's light at the end of this tunnel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, if Nightcrawler's in your movie, it can't be that bad. It truly, so true. truly can't. He is the, I mean, I've said it in X2. I'll say it again. Best Marvel character ever. Well, okay, I'll I'll let you have that. I'll I let you have that. I love him so much. I I, I love him. He's probably my f- favorite X Men as well. Yeah, I probably said favorite X Men, not favorite Marvel. Character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know me, I'm a Spidey guy, but Nightcrawler rules. Yeah. Um. So one of the writers of this movie, David Benioff, uh, he had an R rating in mind while he was writing it. Of course, that didn't come through. Yeah. Um. That'll come to fruition in two more Wolverine movies. Um. And then if you remember, there were the there were the three Blade movies, mm-hmm. and Ryan Reynolds was one of the stars of Blade Trinity. Yes. And when they finished that movie, him and David S. Goyer, who was one of the writers, yeah. or the main writer, I'm not sure exactly, um, started working on a Deadpool movie. Oh, wow. In 2004 slash 2005, yeah. which I did not know that they had been trying to make a Deadpool movie for 
I guess that would make it 11 or 12 years. You didn't know that? No. You I know Micah, movie guy, didn't know that? <laughs> I, I think I knew that. Uh, well, I thought that that Ryan Reynolds was cast in Wolverine, played Deadpool, and then he was like, man, I want to do this again. I didn't know before oh. this movie for five years they'd been trying to make a Deadpool So how movie. does it make you feel about Channing Tatum and what you told me last night? We're going to talk about that when we get there. Okay. <laughs> Well, actually, let's talk about it now, because I don't know. Did, did you in. know, Katiri, that Channing Tatum for, I would guess, probably over a decade has attempted to make a Gambit movie, and it's just never <gasps> come through? Okay, now that you say that, that sounds like vaguely familiar to me. I did not remember it until you just said it. I would love that, because I do <laughs> love Channing Tatum. He's a very <laughs> level, like, just big Well, himbo, he does you well, know. yeah. And Gambit is awesome. So I wish that that would happen. Would love yeah. for it to happen. Please, universe, hear my I mean, plea. I don't. I don't really understand how it's that hard. Because I mean, I know it's hard. Yeah. Gosh, but like, <laughs> just make Ryan, a movie. I know. I know. <laughs> like Ryan Reynolds has Ryan Reynolds has worked for this for so long, and he got it, and it was a massive hit. Yeah. And yeah. Channing Tatum is a box office draw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. Yeah. So he's a movie star. Let him make the movie. Let yeah. him make the movie. Now, bef before maybe after I this final Magic Mike comes out, they'll be like Channing Tatum. Yeah. You can make Gambit. Let's, let's give him some playing cards. <laughs> well, you you kind of hope because because and and again, I I apologize if you know this information, but the the MCU now owns the rights to X Men, so they can or Disney, I guess. So uh, it's a question of just when they will introduce X Men into the MCU. And you you would hope that someone who has been trying to be a character for over a decade that they would at least well, maybe just give him the role <laughs> if maybe, they ever yeah. have him in a movie. Maybe that's why, because uh, because you know, like everyone in Hollywood's been in a Marvel movie at this point, yeah. just about. And so it, you, maybe that he's been holding out. Like well, maybe he's, he's been, been trying to make this movie. Well, I'm saying like yeah. maybe because it's Channing Tatum. Like maybe he's been approached for stuff. Yeah, I mean MCU's been around for a long time, and he's like, no man. I'm Gambit or no one. I, I'm I'm put I'm yeah. I'm taking a big Gambit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So and here's what Ryan Reynolds has to say about working on this movie. He says it was a very frustrating experience. I was already attached to the Deadpool movie. We hadn't at that point written a script yet. Origins came along and it was sort of like play Deadpool in this movie or we'll get someone else to. Oh, geez. And I just said, I'll do it, but it's the wrong version. Deadpool isn't correct in it. Huh. Which, having seen those movies and read Deadpool comics, it's true. This yeah. is not... They, they're using the name Deadpool and basically nothing else. Yeah. Which we'll talk about. Um, now, all of this was going on during the 2007-2008 uh, writer strike where Hollywood was like, we, you know, they, they made some demands and stuff, and so no one was writing stuff, and people were not allowed to write stuff. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So Reynolds had this to say. So we were in the middle of production. There were no writers, no anything. Every line I have in the movie, I just wrote myself, because in the script, we had it said, Wade Wilson shows up, talks really fast. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I was like, what? What am I supposed to do with that? Wow. Wow. So... <laughs> does it give you a little bit of respect for Ryan Reynolds? It does. It does. Well, I mean, I, I, I it's more his recent uh, acting yeah, no. career that I'm not as fond of. Yeah. But I did like Spirited. He was charming and good. He in was. It. So he can turn around. 
Um, Wait, hold on a second. What? Gilbert got into the bread and is eating all the bread. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> hold on a second. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't, like, get into food ever. So well. we just had this bread on the floor <laughs> with, like, other grocery stuff. And I, I I looked at it, and I was like, oh, he won't get into it. That's not his style. Wow. Proved you wrong. And here we are. <laughs> but, uh, Okay. So then another funny thing that I found out about this movie is um, they got permission to store stuff in an ice rink that they okay. they needed. And the ice rink wasn't doing well, so they thought, sure, yeah, store stuff here. But what they were storing in the ice rink, and they, they were, of course, paying the ice rink, uh, what they were storing was explosives. <gasps> Did <laughs> so, they tell them? Well, so when they found out, city council, like, voted them out and... <laughs> And then they, I think they wound up storing something else there instead. That's so strange. <laughs> I just thought that was very funny. Um, the screenplay was incomplete when the shooting began. Yeah. <laughs> and I would then, say for a movie that was, I don't know, that they worked on during a writer's strike story-wise, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, uh, so... To to kind of say what I feel about this movie before we're even there yet is I was convinced last night we were going to watch it and it was just going to be like a steaming pile of crap because of everything I've heard about the movie over yeah. the past 15 years. And while I think that there are some very bad moments in this movie, I think when you when you look at how they tried to make this movie, I do kind of think it's like the best case scenario for the circumstances that they were in. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I I do think there is some stuff that's pretty fun in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's definitely like MCU movies that are big hits that I think are a lot worse than this. That yeah. I would I would watch this movie over probably like six or seven of those movies. Like yeah, just off the top of my yeah. head. Um. So yeah. Uh. But yeah. So on set, like the director and uh, Fox Studios, they were like, clashing over the portrayal of PTSD. And then Richard Donner had to come to to the set, and and uh, who's the director of Superman, and and uh, I think Goonies, and and he a, was a producer on this movie. Producer, he had to come in and like calm everybody down. So it's just because they were like fighting about it. Well, and and I think he had to kind of oversee, like, yes, Fox, this movie is getting made. Yes, mm. you know, and kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bridge the gap. All this to say that, you know, it's not like the best set in the world. And then in March 3rd, I mean, March 31st, 2009, so two months before, this movie leaks online, and it's a DVD-quality work print, and it's estimated that 15 million people downloaded it. <gasps> Whoa. Wow. So that hurts it. Yeah. That hurts the box office. Um, there. How does that happen? I don't know. You would think that that have to be like a deliberate thing. I know. Yeah. But there was no mention of like a lawsuit or anything like that. So. Yeah. Maybe like a friend is at your house and you're working on the movie and they see it and they upload it or something. Why would you be working <laughs> on it? But you know, it's just those things, those questions. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally, just a couple more here. Uh, there's two cases of adolescents injecting themselves with elemental mercury after having seen this movie, believing this would convert their bones to metal. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Which is wild. That's crazy. Uh, and then finally, they were going to do, like, multiple Origins movies. Yeah. yeah. And the the one they had planned after this 
uh, was X-Men Origins Magneto. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Sheldon Turner, who was writing the movie, called it The Pianist Meets X-Men. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and then it gets canceled as they incorporate a lot of those ideas into X-Men First Class. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember and being then, so bummed because, like, just a series of, you know, randomly released origins of, like, any X-Men I would have been <laughs> yeah. so into. I was, like, really excited about the whole concept when this one came out. Like, oh, awesome. Everyone's going to get their own movie. And that never mm-hmm. happened. So you had that feeling as well. Oh, yeah. That, I was so stoked. Cause, cause I when thought I, for y- sure this is going to happen. I'm 16 and I know everything. Y- yeah. Because <laughs> when I saw this, I thought, for some reason, I was convinced that like in a couple years we'd have X-Men Origin Cyclops. And then they would yeah. ju- they would just go through like the main cast and do all of them. Why Again, not? not realizing how difficult it is right. to do all this stuff. <laughs> but I was just convinced... It, it was as if someone had told me they were making all of these projects. So yeah. it actually felt validating to find out that they actually were attempting to make mm-hmm. at least one. Yeah. Because <laughs> I never actually knew Makes that. Makes sense, too, because this movie made money. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I think it also, you know, it was not beloved. It didn't do well critically, and it didn't do... It, it did okay, but it didn't do great. Compared to the other movies. Yeah, so I think that, and then they start working on it a prequel to kind of reboot the series and stuff. And they're okay. just like, so what's the next movie after this one it is X-Men first class. Okay. And that's the one with James McAvoy and, and Michael oh Fassbender. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't know. And I think I said this already. I didn't know they came so early in the, well, I guess how many years between this movie and the next one, if you can just get, it's actually only two years, really? Which is wild. I thought that it was a longer time, but it's 2009 to 2011. Oh, that's even more surprising to me. So they really haven't slowed down making X-Men movies since 2000. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But that's what I got for for the notes on how this movie was made. Um, Hit me with those actors, Joge. I just wanted to look up where Ryan Reynolds' career was at for him to get an and uh, opening credit. So I, I just didn't know that he was that famous yet. But leading up to 2009, so he's in the Blade movie in 2004. He's in Amityville Horror, 2005. Also in 2005, he's in Just Friends. Yeah. Um, Smoking Aces. Definitely Maybe in 2008. That was a big movie. He's also in Adventureland in 2009. I know X-Men came out in 2009, but so he's in Adventureland as well and The Proposal. For me... Whoa. Ryan yeah. Reynolds did not exist until the proposal for me. <laughs> like I did not know who this person was. Well, and he he was famous before that with Van Wilder, which I think was oh, early two thousands. Which is a show, right? That no, that's a movie. Okay. And so yeah, so yeah, I mean, I guess that I just didn't know he was that fame, like that, like well known, that far back. Yeah. Prior to this movie, you you got to think though they did have to negotiate hard for the end. Yeah, I would think so, too. Because it, they were probably like, I guess it is a very and performance, though, because he does come <laughs> back at the end, and he is he is the villain, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of an interesting and, though. I mean, I could see... He's like, I don't want to get a billing below Will I Am. That's not <laughs> oh, acceptable. That's, that, well, the first thing I thought of is I wonder if Will I Am, because he's a weird person, fought for an and... 
because I yeah. mean, Black Eyed Peas was big during you this time. You would think he would get the end, um, and then that's what I would thought. Yeah, would think, and then I mean, the only person I can think of is Lee Schreiber, but I know he's like also leading in this movie. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, Danny Huston plays Stryker. He, I feel like, is in a million things. Character yeah. actor. Yeah. Um, he's also in the Constant Gardener, the Aviator, Twenty One Grams, um, the Proposition. And like I said, a million other things. Mm-hmm. I would I was thinking during this movie, so he's playing the character that Brian Cox plays in yeah. X two. And I just thought how I guess it was fun for me to imagine that they are now both in succession and they have seen. So that together. guy is in succession. He is, yeah. Okay, because he's Whoa. in like season two on the yacht, right? Yeah, and I believe he's in I think he's oh. at the end of season one as well. Who is okay. he? In the show, I can't remember like what his character. Like he works, doesn't he? Like yeah. work for the company. Well, I I was rewatching it in the episode in season one that he was in. The first one he was in, Brian Cox was basically like, "Give it to me straight. What am I gonna do?" And and he's kind of like, "Hey, it doesn't affect me, but you should do this." You oh, should he do like that. never he, said anything. He might be his lawyer or something, or consultant or something. Yeah. Did you ever look at Nicholas Braun's? I did look at his story. Yeah, it was funny, right? It was funny. He well to tell readers, I just thought it was funny. They released the <laughs> Renfield trailer um, yesterday, as of recording this. Yeah, um, which is going to star Nicolas Cage as Dracula, and the poster it's him standing over Nicholas Holt, and then his ne- Nicholas Bond's <laughs> next story was Tom from Succession standing over cousin Greg, and it was like a promotional <laughs> image wow. from Succession. First, first, the next That's season good. of Succession, it was great. <laughs> Um, anyway, Kevin Durant plays Fred Dukes. Not to be confused with Kevin Durant. The basketball I, I, star. I did a I did a second <laughs> glance when his name popped up and I was like, Kevin Durant? No, there's no way. So nope. just just to butt in, uh, yes. just because I was also doing research on this because I'm trying to be a good uh, guest. Um, yes, love it. I found out that David Harbour was like, he auditioned for the role of Dukes. And I was like, I didn't realize that he was like an actor then. I mean, I'm sure he was in lots of stuff. I just like did not know who he was until Stranger Things. But it's kind of crazy to be like, whoa. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Yeah, I didn't know that. that too, doing that character. Which character was Duke again, though? He's the the the, like big big guy with the tattoo. Oh, the lady. The blob. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's his that's the character name, Jordan. So I'm not being facetious. Wait, in the comics, he's a blob? He's the blob. But he's yeah. like really strong. That's his thing. Yeah, I'm a little unclear what his thing is. I'm a little is. unclear on a couple people's powers in no, this yeah, movie. No, yeah, same. Um, <laughs> anyway, and I love he, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is in I Am Number 4, Robin Hood, the uh, Russell Crowe movie. Ah. Um, he's also in Wild Hogs. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I used he to was, love that He was the... Um, that's... That's, that's who what I I'm recognize him. him from. He he was like the leader of the biker gang that's after them. Oh. <laughs> and remember at the end they do the extreme makeover home edition There's spoof. no way this movie's good, right? No, there's absolutely <laughs> no way. <laughs> I love that movie so much. I, I when it came out. We saw it in theaters because there were enough people telling my parents. They were like, you have to see Wild Hogs. Wow. <laughs> and, and we and saw Tim it. Tim Allen's in this. Yeah, and I... 
I I did not like it when I saw <laughs> oh, it as a right, kid. That's your thing. I forgot. I did that. like the end though because they spoofed Extreme Makeover Home Edition, and he starts crying, and he's like, "I can't believe they like fixed our bar or whatever it was that they destroyed in the movie." And I thought that was funny. Yeah, and that was kind of like my beginning and ending of what I thought was funny in that movie. <laughs> Sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Will I Am, like we previously said. Um, you don't have to give him the time of day. We know who this yeah, guy is. Yeah, we all know who Will <laughs> I Am is. And then Lynn Collins played by or oh. Lynn Collins plays Kayla Silverfox. Um, she is also in John Carter, um, as well okay. as The Merchant the of Venice. Number twenty-three. Number twenty-three. That's what I recognize her from. Is that the Jim Carrey movie? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. She wears a pink plays wig. a saxophone. Oh, and then she's also in Walking Dead. I think that's also what I'm recognizing her from. Well, no, because she's only in 2021 to 2022 season. So never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, oh, yeah, last. Well, oh, and then Daniel Henney plays Agent Zero. Um, he's in Big Hero 6. He plays Tadashi. I think that's the brother. Oh, cool. Um, he's also in The Last Stand. He's in My Father. And a ton of other stuff, some more Big Hero 6 voice acting stuff. When you say The Last Stand, did you mean the Arnold Schwarzenegger? And, yes, I did. And um, Yeah, not next one. What's his name? Johnny Knoxville movie? Yes. Okay. Um, and then lastly, <coughs> we have Taylor Kitsch, uh, who plays Remy LeBeau, LeBeau sorry, or Gambit. And he he ditches the Louisiana accent once they got to the island. Did you notice that? I think it's soft. But he was he was hitting it hard at the yeah. at the gambling scene, and then they must have been doing like reshoots or something. And he's like he's like I don't remember how to do this accent. <laughs> um, it's funny because I I've never I never saw John Carter, um, but watching this movie, I was like, oh, he must have been like just been like he's doing oh, John Carter John right Carter. now because of his yeah. hair. John Carter came out in 2012, so I'm wrong. Oh, um, but he is John Carter, um, a movie that famously did terribly, right? Yeah, but I've heard people defend it. Really? I, yeah, I've heard people That's say good. that it's actually really good. Oh, good. I don't know. Have you seen it, Katiri? I have technically seen it, but I remember like nothing about it. So that I can't really say. I didn't okay. love it, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't love it now. But yeah. also yeah. maybe I would hate it now. Who knows? Sounds like we got a movie night ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also in Battleship, Friday Night Lights, and a lot of other shows and movies. And that's about it for new act newcomers for us. We've covered leave. We have? And scream. That's right. Yes, we have. Yeah. He is a a a scream at the beginning. Well, not the bad guy scream, but <laughs> what? Right? He's he, he's not one of the bad guys. He's right? the guy who's convicted for killing Sydney's mom. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. No. I was just imagining and he's in a couple him of them. At in the beginning of the third movie, but yeah, he's in all of them. I forgot. Well, not all of them, but yeah, <laughs> he's in the first three. <laughs> he does not survive. <laughs> yeah, whoops! But he has the radio show, right? Yes. In the third one, okay. yeah, he begins uh, profiting off of his being uh, falsely incarcerated. Yeah, stuff in, and, in a weird way. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we've got done our Scream screen recap, which to <laughs> listeners, we will be covering Scream 6 here pretty soon because mm -hmm. by the time this comes out, I think we'll be like a month away from the new movie. Wow. Woo. So excited. Scream going to New York now. Let's go. Um, so let's dive in, yeah. shall we? Let's the go. The movie begins. It's Canada. 
1865. Yeah. And we see... Boy, was I lost from the yeah, very beginning. Yeah, take it away. Take it away. <laughs> I'm just thinking, why is it 1865? Okay, this is Logan's ancestors. And then they're calling this little kid who's sick, James. I forget the other kid's name. And then at some point, they're fighting with the dad, and the kid, James, has claws come out of him, just like Wolverine. And I was like, wow, did he inherit this? <laughs> I can't believe you didn't put it together power. by then. Wow. I, just, I had no idea that he, like is either immortal or ages very slowly. I had no idea. Uh-huh. And I've seen Logan, and I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, by you're you're time, a very smart uh, watcher, but there's like little details about comic books dumb. in particular, and like <laughs> sci-fi that yeah. you like, you, you, it will just go right over your head. Seriously, I think I'm thinking too hard or something. <laughs> uh, honestly, probably when we started this movie, though, it was at a time of night where I was like, let's start this movie so we can go to bed. So yeah. I was probably like, let's watch this movie fast. Um, but by the time him, James and his brother were running through the forest, I had to make Mike a posit. And we're like three <laughs> minutes in the movie. And I'm like, and okay, like, wait. What's going on? Why do they call him James? Because that's Wolverine. Yeah. That's Wolverine. Yeah. And I, I couldn't remember why, but I was like, Jordan, it's X-Men Origins Wolverine. We're going to find out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Just press play. Uh, but it was funny because at the beginning of the movie, um, it, it they, they set it up like these are two separate guys that are not related. The brothers. Mm-hmm. They do because I. Yeah. No, but okay, it was funny because you were just like you instinctively said they're brothers. So then later in the scene when Wolverine kills his dad who he doesn't know is his dad and he goes i was your dad uh which means that they're like butler was his dad was he the butler or was he just a friend he seemed like <laughs> he was just some dude who like came knocking on their door so like some townsperson it's not like super explained yeah like what and i just assume the... it's a butler <laughs> <laughs> in the wilderness of, of 1865 can- of canada, canada. <laughs> But I just thought it was funny because there's a moment that's like a little tiny reveal almost where, where you know, the dad's like, I'm your or you're my son as as Wolverine has killed him. And then you go, oh, they're brothers. And you were like, wait, what's going on? Because I thought they were brothers. And I'm like, yes, yeah, they are like, brothers. Why do they need to reveal this? <laughs> so this I thought this was interesting um, that they're siblings and they both are mutants. And then later in the movie um kayla's sister and her are also mutants and i'm curious what's the science behind that professor xavier uh being a mutant is not genetic (laughs) but i just find it interesting that siblings would be mutants it is well there are genetic and there's like it's like prompted by periods of like high stress or trauma or whatever so that's why like that's what prompts wolverines because he sees who he thought was his dad like get murdered by the guy who actually is his dad and that's why that's when he like freaks out and oh his claws come out and he's like what's happening to me and then he kills his real dad and finds out it's a very traumatic time for everyone (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah i think it's just like because, like, if you think back to the very first one with, like, Rogue and, like, puberty yeah. and, like, yeah. oh, high stress, like, oh, I'm kissing a boy. Um, it's just, like, yeah. I don't, I can't think of some other, like, non-X-Men <laughs> parallel to drop. But it's just, like, it's kind of, I think, my understanding is, like, a latent thing mm-hmm. that could be triggered if, yeah, basically, if you, like, experience something 
that heightens your emotions in a really stressful way, be it yeah. positive, kissing a boy, or negative, seeing your supposed father killed by your real father. <laughs> yeah, so it probably wouldn't surprise you that it didn't take until I think the last movie, the third movie, to where I realized, oh, the first time Rogue experienced her powers was when she kissed the boy. I just never considered it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they explain, too, in the well, first I, or second they movie don't, that... Like, they a don't baby... explicitly say it, but it's very implied because she's, like, freaking out. And he's and everyone, no, like, is like freaking out. Th- there's just some exposition in the first two movies somewhere where probably Professor Xavier is saying something like... I mean, he didn't say this exactly, but like a baby is not born a mutant. Like you were just saying right there. It's like it's awakened within them. It's triggered. I think that is said. And I just another thing that went right over my head. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would think the X-Men would be your jam, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're too. I think they're too complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so then after this happens, they run out into the wilderness and the brothers are kind of like, okay, we're always going to stick together. Yeah. And then we see a montage with the credits of the movie where it's Wolverine and Sabretooth as they are fighting in the uh, Civil War, yeah. uh, World War One, World War Two, Vietnam. Vietnam, where it, he, uh, Lee Shriver uh, starts... Yeah. yeah, committing war crimes, and then Wolverine's like, that's enough, that's enough, and he's yeah. telling him to stop. And then they both get put on a firing line, and of course, that doesn't kill them. I love opening credits that that give you so much backstory in like Same. three minutes. It's I awesome. miss it. I feel like yeah. re-watching this recently for this, I was like, wow, remember when credits were awesome like this? Yes. You just like got an opening of a movie and you just knew so, so much and it's just so rich and you're like, yeah, yeah. I'm in it. Not I'm only do you learn like all the wars they've been in, but you you see Lee Schreiber's character change. Yeah. Yeah. Like he becomes become, hardened and yeah. like evil. Yep. Yeah. No, awesome. it's it's uh it is it is cool. And I, I can tell you as a freshman boy, this was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> this is like freshman boy listening to system of a down yeah you're gonna <laughs> love this like this this these action scenes are totally your jam yeah um but i i was i was expecting to like cackle at this scene and i was like oh it's pretty cool still. no i love it it's <laughs> awesome i love that um so they're both mutants they're brothers one's wolverine and one saber tooth i like that they're both animalistic mutants. yeah yeah it's sweet i like seeing leaves run like that Oh yeah, I'm always I'm a fan of that. That's like uh, when uh, James McAvoy does that in Split. Yes. And Glass. Oh man, I'm a sucker the... for that. And I like that he has fangs, like yeah. ever so slightly. Yeah. He yeah. has fangs. That's great. And he's got claws. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of I know. Claws are great too. Um. Then we had like uh 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 Stryker creates this team of mutants that are gonna do, um things <laughs> secret covert government operations yes and this is where we're introduced to deadpool yep played mm-hmm. by ryan reynolds of course and he is telling a couple of jokes i guess he probably had one or two takes to do that from from his yeah, uh, i guess so. they're like improvise go now <laughs> yeah. um and then we see a shocking image which is dominic monaghan yeah <laughs> is is in this group 
crazy. Yeah. I felt so happy for him. <laughs> I just feel like he hasn't done well. He wasn't lost, so I. I mean, the the guys. I don't. I don't think he's hurting for anything. But yeah, I, I just feel like he is. He had that really terrible movie that like no one saw. Like literally, no one saw in theaters. But that and was in the teens. That's I, I after it was a, this. A long time. Ago. Oh yeah. I just in general for that person. It's yeah. just I feel like he's had a hard time in Hollywood. <laughs> And maybe I'm wrong. I mean, like, again, he was in Lost and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Hey, he was. What he more was could in. You ask for? I know. So maybe he's just content. I mean, he probably he absolutely doesn't have to work another day in his life. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I I'd love. It would be interesting to hear his perspective. Like, uh, not that actor would be necessarily like honest about how they feel about their career to the public. Yeah. <laughs> but. I am curious because it does seem like he just totally dropped off. And then he's in like three shots of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. And it's like distracting because he has so he has nothing to do in that movie. So when when you see him, you're just like, huh? That's right. (laughs) Why would you get someone so famous to be? But for me, it's just so funny. I Lord of the Rings, best movies of all time. I like the softest spot in my heart are filled with three (laughs) filled with four hobbits. Yeah. (laughs) So anytime I see their faces anywhere, and I've never seen Billy Boyd's face beyond Lord of the Rings, yeah. but anywhere, oh my gosh, it makes me so happy <laughs> just to see him doing anything. Yeah. Um, and then we see Will I Am. Did you ever look up that char- his character? I didn't. I just want to know if he actually wears a cowboy hat. Oh, do you happen <laughs> to know what his character name is, Katiri, by any chance? Uh, not off the top of my head, No. It just felt like well the John Wraith, but that's not the mutant. John, how do you spell it? W R A I T H. John Wraith. Oh, he's got a cowboy hat. All right. Oh, okay. It just felt like it felt like watching this movie. Like I wonder if Will I Am chose his costume. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he did. I know. So he does have a cowboy hat. Oh yeah, he's cool. Oh yeah, he is cool. Oh yeah, very cool. I mean that that's newer, so I don't know I don't know where that's where that's from. Maybe they based oh, yeah. that I saw... off of Will I Am <laughs> inspiration. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna wear a cowboy hat. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing old stuff. Yeah, I think he's always got a cowboy hat. Cool, that's right cool. on. I Good I am him. shocked to say this, and and I I I really I'm putting my reputation on the line, but I don't think Will I Am was bad in this movie. No, I agree. Yeah. <sighs> Good. <laughs> I was I was fully excited to dunk on him, and uh, I was watching it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, he's doing a good job." Yeah. I I don't know that there's actually really too many bad performances in the movie. Oh, I don't think so. Um, I mean, he, Kateri obviously loves it, so I do. I'm I'm trying to see what else because we didn't really look into what he's in other than this movie, and he's really not in anything. But I just saw that he has a writing credit for the After Party and Righteous Gemstones. Will I am? Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Seriously. Huh. Okay, well. Might need to change our tune. Might need to change our <laughs> tune. Might not, might not make fun of him so much. Um, maybe stick to writing? I guess. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, so so they do this big, th- this team of mutants does a big attack on this guy. In Nigeria? Yep. Re in Nigeria? Big yes. Compound. Yeah. And he has a, an adamantium uh, rock from a from a meteor. And they kill like a million people. 
Yeah, and, and, and this showcases the all their just powers. Like, this is just a souvenir. I don't care about this. So it kind of feels like, oh, maybe you could have just asked for it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess yeah. you're right. <laughs> I didn't think about that, so, but you are right. A, a question <laughs> I had about a mutant was Agent Zero. Yeah. I mean, obviously he can jump high. And he can and shoot really, really good fast. At shooting. Yeah, but is how that is that just, like a mutation? Yeah, that's what I like, would like to know. <laughs> how do you mutate to be really good at guns? At guns. <laughs> other, other than well, that, probably like, like, I mean, probably if you looked him up on like Marvel Wikipedia or something, mm-hmm. it would probably say something like he has like lightning speed reflexes and yeah. like, like I think I did look it up sometime and it, it is basically like that, but it is, okay. it just feels funny to, because there are like, I don't know, I feel like in other X-Men movies, powers are more like explicitly explained yeah yeah and and this especially like their team you're kind of like wait what can you do (laughs) okay yeah yeah because with him basically his powers were shown through an object a gun Mm -hmm. which to me translates like is that a power and then when we're introduced to gambit i was confused by what his power was i mean i know he was moving things but Mike, I had to look it up for me because I just couldn't tell. It's like, does he need the playing cards? <laughs> yeah. Or does he need that that stick? <laughs> the cane? Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, then you like his powers are cool. You looked it up and told me, but but no, it, it is it is. I think I think this movie does this not nearly as good as the other three X Men yeah. movies, where it's like fire guy, boom, fire. He does it. You see weakness and strength, all of that. Yeah, and then ice guy. Like rogue, you can't touch her. Sucking power. Well, I think it's <laughs> like, easier to to show them one of their elemental, like those guys. Yeah, like, including like Storm. Yeah, but but, yeah. but like this movie is a little more like MCU y, where sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, this person has purple beams. I guess <laughs> I don't know what that means, but they shoot purple beams. Yeah, you know, right. And then Deadpool like using all of them at the end is also strange. But, yeah. <laughs> um. What is Deadpool's mutation? Um, I think it's regeneration. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because he he can regenerate. Um, they, I mean, he's it, good at martial arts, but I think that's learned. Yeah, I think he's just like a fit assassin. Yeah, yeah, he, he's in shape. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like he's fit. Yeah, he's in shape, and uh, yeah, I don't think he has like super strength or anything. But okay. And in this movie, I don't think they show that really at all until, until well, I guess he's given, well, I don't know what mutant power he has at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. I mean, he 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 does slice the bullet in half and it's able to, I guess he has super speed, but again, it's it's like unclear, like we're saying right. with Agent Zero. Um. Yeah, this this says he okay, his superpower is an accelerated healing factor that lets him survive almost any physical injury. That that's a quick Google search. Yeah. It's just strange because at the end of this movie when Wolverine s- slices him and it heals, the look on Wolverine's face is like, "Oh my gosh, how are we going to beat him?" Yeah. But if that's his mutation already, they would know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were no writers because it was a writer strike. So, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so then they go to the village and they find more adamantium. But as they're doing it, they're going to like kill all these villagers. They're going like, to kill a whole village over it. And Wolverine's like, screw that. I'm not doing this. I'm going to go to Canada and fall in love. <laughs> Very <you>? poetically. Yeah. 
Yep. So he does that. And you and believe Saber- it because it's Lynn Collins and she's so beautiful. And you're like, yeah, I would move to Canada and fall in love with this woman. <laughs> <laughs> so idyllic, their life. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's straight up like lumberjacking it. He's he's going to work as a as a, a lumberjack. Yeah, I just I, said you it. You did. And he's got like the axe on his shoulder and the flannel. And I mean, Hugh, is he looking good in this movie? No, he's looking great. We can all agree on that, I'm <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but his hair is not that crazy because we've been not tracking yet. the hair. <laughs> his hair is very normal. Yeah. Yeah. This. Not Wolverine. Hasn't gotten the iconic cut. Yeah, but it's I imagine that's because it's an, yep, because <laughs> you can see his hair is kind of pointy. Ba- barely, barely. So it's like, oh, it's it'll it's get just there. Part, it's almost parted in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. Do you remember in Logan, he, he has like a short haircut, right? He doesn't have the points. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Like it's been a really long time like... since I've seen Logan, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, me too. No, I don't think it's a buzz cut, I, but I think but it's, it's like a normal, cropped. like, yeah, like like a Tom Cruise latest Mission Impossible. Yeah, cut. yeah, yeah. Um, great reference. Latest you. Mission Impossible, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Yeah, well, because you can mark the different phases of Tom Cruise's hair by the Mission Impossible that movies. That is very true, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not crazy on that one. Come on. Um. So yeah, I. <laughs> I wrote, and I, I think everyone's allowed to say this, but I wrote with a cutie Canuck in the Canadian Rockies six years later. <laughs> yeah. I think I think everyone's allowed to say Canuck, but I'll probably look it up just to make sure. Yeah. I mean, when you said it <laughs> while we were watching the movie, I was like, huh? Can you say that? <laughs> I think it's like endearing. That's my impression of that word. Yeah. Well, apparent. I mean, if we want to, if you want to do stereotypes and you can totally cut this, but Canadian are only nice people. So Canuck's yeah. probably a nice word. Yeah, I don't think we have to cut that. I mean, that's a compliment. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and then we go back. We cut to a carnival. Yes. Where mm-hmm. Mary is working. <laughs> yes. I don't know what his character name was. I don't Bradley. think they ever said. Yeah. Yeah. Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. What? Right. Chris Bradley. Where's his yeah. like name? Bolt. Bolt. Okay. A little what? on the nose. It's just. <laughs> so I mean, his, it's his, a superhero movie, not power. Bradley. <laughs> His mutant power is he can manipulate electricity. Cool. Yeah. And he works. I love the concept of a mutant, like, down on his luck. Only yeah. job he can get is working at a carnival <laughs> yeah. at, a, at a booth. <laughs> and he just tricks people. I love that concept. Yeah. That was a very cool scene with he's trying to, he, you give him a dollar and you get to turn off this light, but you can't because it's him. Right. Great. Although, I mean... Now, if we're if we're being jokey here, it's I I actually like the scene a lot, and I think it's good. But it, but it is like, dude, th- you're not going to make any money if you keep just burning people's hands and then breaking the light bulbs. Well, I think he was doing it <laughs> to impress the girl and shame her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, we've all played that game, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, so we're in his trailer. Yeah, and he's having a nightcap, and who visits him but Sabretooth? Yes. And you get the impression that they have not been, their, their crew has not been together for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, but Sabretooth has some kind of like personal vendetta or goal, we don't really know, but he's he's searching for Bolt. Uh-huh. And I, I like the line that he gives him before he kills him, because Bolt's like, 
I'm not afraid to die. And Sabretooth says, how can you, like, why would you even say that? You haven't tried yet. Yeah. Or something like that. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a good villain line. That is. is. Yeah. And he's died so many times. So he knows. (laughs) Yeah. What it's like. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to what I dubbed as green screen driving with his girl. <laughs> <laughs> the the green Do you screen think any part of this movie was shot in Canada. No, I don't think so. I think most of wasn't it like in New Zealand or Australia or something. Whoa! There was definitely New Zealand because that's where they were storing the explosives oh, yeah, right. in that yeah. ice rink. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the green screen in this movie is. I mean, it is like war crime status bad it is it's pretty wild because yeah. i i mean especially this canadian stuff i don't know if they stepped outside one time yeah it's wild i i think when they're in the forest they were outside but there were even shots of that that weren't yeah that's true any any of the close-ups but you know it's 2009 and um since it's 2009, that means we're going to tell a story about the moon and the Wolverine that falls in love with the moon or the yeah. trickster god. Mm-hmm. Yep. To which Wolverine calls it because it's like um, a native uh, name, which I didn't write down, but he refers to it as Cuckoo Kachu got screwed, <laughs> which is very 2009. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So how 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 what's the what's the temperature of the movie for for each of you now as you're watching it? You get to this scene, how are you feeling? Uh, I feel great. I'm like, wow, Wolverine is in love. <laughs> Obviously, this sad story, you know, Wolverine, you know something terrible is going to happen, but mm-hmm. you just hope it won't cuz you just love Wolverine and he's happy. Yeah. Although, I think at this point is it before or after she tells the story? Like Stryker comes and sees him like on the job and is like, hey, yes. people are getting hunted down or whatever. Right. Yeah. So there's like that kind of warning. And obviously we just saw his brother kill Bradley. But right. I don't know. I'm in it. Yeah. You're in it. Yeah. I I just I said this while we're watching <laughs> the movie. I this is something I've always had a hard time with, but I, I always have a hard time in prequel movies like far like origin stories where the main character has a love interest who's not the person that it, like you know i know him to love Jean gray mm-hmm. yeah although yeah. it's like unrequited love you know but like i so it's always it's just like a weird thing to be it's i mean a weird personally it's not weird in the movie but i always have a hard time being like but he couldn't love anyone else <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so it's almost i guess it's almost like i don't know like if my parents ever got divorced and my like they started dating other people and, and it's just like no you can't do that <laughs> no you can't you only have to love each other i think that's like it just stems Aww. from stems from some like child feeling i have yeah it's like i don't want to see him with another woman <laughs> well, but I do I do get what you're saying. I I think yeah. for someone who lives like eternally basically, yeah. I think it totally makes sense to give him a romantic interest. Yeah, no, but yeah. I'm sure if we really thought about it, there's definitely some movies where it's like, why are you even bringing up this person in this movie because we know it's not going to work out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean like uh like in um the Hobbit movies, there's that weird love triangle with Oh, with Evangeline. The dwarf and uh, Legolas. And it's like, well, she's not going to go with Legolas, so there's no tension for me. 
Right. <laughs> you know, she's going to go with this dwarf guy. Right. And for this movie, although I felt that way, they there, there's a purpose for everything. I mean, yeah. one, he just fell in love for one. Um, but she served a purpose beyond their relationship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think I think if it was just like he had this love interest and she just died and that is the only reason that spurned him into like doing what he doesn't next. Yeah. I would feel like this feels like a 2009 movie where our female <laughs> character is yeah. just supposed just to love our device. main character and then die. Right. Yeah. But she had more to do. Yeah. That that was nice. Yeah. So I guess so far we're pretty much tracking. Yeah. I mean the one thing that's funny is, again, I, I don't I don't necessarily like this movie. I don't know if I'm going to go that far with it. But I it is funny because I've read enough comics to know that, this, like, a lot of the problems I have with the movie are, like, things that comic books do. Okay. <laughs> so, like, for example, I know this is skipping ahead, but all of the Scott Summer stuff I think is totally silly and shouldn't be in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then having... Charles Xavier like show up at the end is just like so cheap, but I've read so many comics where they do that. They just pack characters in. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, oh, this character actually knew this, and they actually did this, and oh, we're gonna shoot him with a memory bullet, and you're like, really? That's so dumb, but <laughs> like that's what they do in comics all yeah. the time yeah. because they've been around since well before the '60s, but like these characters are in the '60s, they're writing monthly stories. You know, so it's like, okay, someone's got to get their memory wiped again. (laughs) (laughs) And totally. And you just kind of like accept it and you're like, okay, there'll be a new writer and maybe there'll be new stories. Mm -hmm. And I can kind of forget that like Spider Man had amnesia for two years of his life or something stupid like that. Right. Right. Um, so in that regard, it's actually kind of funny watching this movie because it, it does read kind of like a bad run of comics where it's like, yeah, I could see this being an actual run and I would probably read it and be like, okay. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. So it, it's funny that, that people really, really don't like this movie. Cause I, I don't know. I, I just don't, I kind of don't think it's that bad. Yeah. Totally. And I, of course I'm talking to the choir here, but yeah, yeah. I think, I think for me, it, it comes down to, I just have no nostalgia for it. Yeah. And I I know I've already said that for the first three movies although I like them. Yeah. Um but I, but I it's sometimes hard to cover movies when you know so many people grew up loving them so much and then it's like it was good, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't bad. Yeah. You know? I mean, this one's kind of bad, but <laughs> <laughs> But okay, so Sabretooth tracks down um Wolverine. Wolverine and Wolverine's girl, and he kills the girl. Yeah. Um, and then we have what I wrote as barn fight, log pile with an exclamation point, and breaks bones off, which is the yeah. next sequence. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Sabretooth is in this bar, and I thought it was just so funny that he asks the bartender if he has <laughs> insurance, and the guy says no, and he's like, well, that sucks for you. And they're just literally, this bar is in a barn. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, there's probably a sign out up front that says, the barn. <laughs> and they're also in Canada, and he has a southern accent. That was my other thing that I thought was so funny. The bartender had a southern accent. Yeah. Maybe he's from Texas or the south or something. But because it was Canada, I just thought it was such a funny choice. Not bad, but funny. Yeah. 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 
But then, yeah, Sabretooth and Wolverine get in a big fight. And and there's a uh I, there's there's kind of a um a little joke I have when I watch movies and when a really bad special effect is shown, I'll just say, "Oops." <laughs> um and when those logs came down and crushed Wolverine, I said, "Oops." <laughs> it, it was that was rough. That was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um him getting thrown over the logs too, the truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty smudgy, you know, to say the least. Yeah. But when his when Sabretooth uh stepped on his claws, yeah. That hurt to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I agree with that. Yuck. Now, do you think I know that that Wolverine will now wake up in a hospital, but do you think that his his bones broke? But they they would just heal, right? I yeah, mean, it would yeah. hurt like heck. But right. he would he would be able to still like regrow them, like right yeah, when you're, he wakes yeah. up. Your body, you're like when you break your bones, like that's what your body is doing. Yeah, it's just, it's bringing it back. I mean, that's the cast is to make sure it does it correctly. Yeah. So yeah, that's what it's doing. Okay. Okay. So he'd be he would have been fine, but he gets taken to Stryker's hospital. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yes. And like, this is when we have like the moment the where moment. they're gonna give him store uh uh Adam give him Antine. surgery. Yeah. 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 He signs his life away. Yeah. He gets to, a dog tag revenge. that says Wolverine on it. Yeah, he says, I want new ones. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Wolverine. Yeah. And now we know the name Logan. And I was kinda like Jordan tapping you on the yeah, shoulder. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah, they yeah, explained yeah. it. <laughs> and then they start squirting in the metal. and uh this this is pretty this is pretty like iconic i feel like any anytime you'd see commercials for x-men stuff or whatever they would always use the shot of him bursting out of the oh yeah yeah, totally and and i mean that's i remember that he he was looking great yeah and naked he's he is naked he's naked we were seeing the it was PG thirteen for partial nudity was yeah. one of the reasons, and we, we were like, "Ooh, whose butt are we gonna see?" <laughs> I hope it's Hughes, and that's what we got. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when while it's happened, so I yeah, I thought it was this was a pretty cool scene. He gets the animantium, and then he. I think as, this is your favorite one, isn't it, Jordan? This movie? Yeah. No, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but he dies. Well, he his his heart stops so it's like oh my gosh the procedure didn't work yeah but then his heart starts beating again and it worked and striker says oh it worked uh change of plans erase his memory yeah and he hears that and that's, and that's yeah. why he bursts Rages. out yeah. yeah yeah which having not seen the movie and knowing that whatever this whenever he got animantium that's when his memory was wiped yeah i was surprised i was like oh this doesn't happen now yeah. Because we have half the movie left. Right. Yeah. It's it's sort of funny. Um, I don't know who like originally wrote the idea that the adamantium is not the his mutant ability. Um, but it's sort of a hat on a hat. Yeah. So he's already got regenerative powers and he's got claws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they're like, wh- whoever that writer was, and I'm sure it's a great run. But they were just like, hey, let's explain the metal. Why does he have metal? And I think everyone reading it up to that point probably just assumed he just has metal bones. Right. That's like his power. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's all. That's no. No, I that's think it's saying. cool. It's pretty sweet. It's kind of. It's just kind of strange. What um. So okay. So sh- this is moving far ahead. But Stryker is performing experiments on all of these mutants. Oh, Gilmore is messing with my mic. <laughs> um, but Stryker's performing experiments on all these mutants, and that's why Wolverine. He was an experiment. Yeah. Um, and then later we see more experience experiment stuff happening, and um, Cyclops was an experiment. Yeah. Do we know what happened to him? Or did, is that what they were saying? Like they're just taking some powers out of all of them. I think they just, for Cyclops, just took his power. And okay, that's why Weapon 11 or okay. Deadpool, yeah. like at the end has the like beams. I don't even know. Are Got they laser it. beams? Energy beams? What do you call them? Plasma? Yeah, I would think that, uh, uh, what did you say? Plasma? I don't know. Plasma? <laughs> Yeah, what what are they called? Wow, so much Googling. What are Cyclops's eye beams called? <laughs> I know he has a ruby quartz visor. We all know that. What does that mean? That's what protects them from blasting off. It's That's like the ruby quartz bright bli- uh, visor, of course. Okay. Um, abilities optic blast. That's what they're called. Optic blast. Yeah, but optic. That does that say Blasts what it is? Of though? What? Yeah, because optics your eye. <laughs> Okay. That means blasting from the he eye. He emits beams of energy from his eyes, described as optic blasts, right. which have the appearance of red light and deliver deliver massive concussive force. His cells constantly absorb solar energy. Oh, interesting. Oh, And he cool. can use some of the energy to create an opening to another universe in front huh? of his eyes. The beams <gasps> fire from these openings. And they just killed him in the third movie <laughs> with no, like, without even giving him a death scene. Yeah. They just threw him away. And get this, the beams cause no recoil or heat, are tremendously powerful, and can be used to... To to rupture steel plates and pulverized rock, or even punch a hole through a mountain. Punch a hole through a mountain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, he's cooler than I thought he was. Yeah, I, I mean he's he's so awesome. They they kind of. I've mostly just thought that his character is sad. They, yeah. they do him dirty in the movies. Kind of yeah. like a little whiny Con- baby in the trilogy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is he better uh, when Ty Sheridan plays him? Uh, I don't know. I despite his I don't know, like mopiness and stay away from my woman personality in the trilogies. I just I like James Marsden. Like I think he does a yeah. good job. Oh yeah. I, so I probably still prefer James Marsden's Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that he's, yeah, he's great as Cyclops, but it's like one of those things where when I started reading X-Men comics, it's like, whoa, Cyclops is so cool. And then rewatching the movies now, I'm like, oh, they, they really don't take advantage of it <laughs> to, to what they could. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Cause he's, he's complicated and interesting and, but anyway, you know, reading a hundred issues and watching an hour and a half movie that you're going to have different experiences. <laughs> that's true. And that's okay. Um, so Wolverine jumps out. He jumps off of a, um, I guess it'd be a dam because we find out later it's by that dam. Yeah. It kind of just <laughs> yeah. looks like a big waterfall though in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it looks more. Right. I guess it is just a waterfall. Natural. You're right. Maybe right. they dam up the waterfall earlier. <laughs> Oh wait, you're saying oh yeah, he's they come back after. to this in X two. Yeah, right. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> and then he goes to. I'm just gonna assume it's Pa and Ma Clark, or Kent. I mean, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, because Superman's this is like, parents. we have like a Superman story going on here where he runs naked into this barn and the, the grandma and grandpa are kind of funny. Yeah. They're cute. They're very cute. Um, I love them. <laughs> they're like, I think and, there's a naked man in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> let's not call the police. Let's give him a blanket. Yeah. They're very kind souls, you know? Yeah. And so they, yeah, they, they, they care for him and he's hiding away mm-hmm. and he goes into their bathroom and then we have the worst the worst effects <laughs> i c- i couldn't believe I mean, it when i rewatched it i was like it's crazy I wa- how how did that make it through i don't know it looks so cheap it's so bad it really does <laughs> and i i just don't think they looked that bad in the other movies yeah. up until this point yeah exactly yeah oh how did it happen? Man, they looked bad. <laughs> I mean, I think like like if you were putting together like a list of worst effects used used in the, in like that decade, I think most people would probably include that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wild. Mm-hmm. And and of course, it'd be amazing if it was like the '90s. But for late 2000s, I mean, we've had Davy Jones. Or, or yeah, right. Oh yes, yeah. at this point. We yeah. got Davy Jones, and man. And he still looks phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's in the bathroom and he and he pulls out his adamantium claws, and there is like, I can only describe it as a judder, like at the base <laughs> of where his hands are, because it's like the effect is moving a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just so flat, and like, <laughs> I I can't believe it. They are so flat, totally. It, but it also feels like maybe well the. I feel like the budget's not as big as the other ones, so that's part of it. But this is such a moment. Don't you no, think No, no, that, no, it is. But like, the, he's in this... He, so it's also 2009, and he's in a very brightly lit bathroom. And sure. I feel like the FX artists just couldn't figure out the lighting because it was so bright in there. Mm. Yeah. I feel like sometimes when like you have more... You have more, I don't know ways to do it if you can use more shadows but i mean I, there were like there was like not a shadow in that scene right yeah it's it just seems like such a you know we're gonna put this shot in the trailer like this is the first time he's seeing him maybe we can you know have some bad effects like with the logs or whatever which <laughs> you know stink but it's like you know that's just one little thing in a dark action scene who cares yeah yeah but this is like your money shot <laughs> <laughs> it looks so bad. And and again, it's one of those things that, you know, hearing people talk about this movie, they always mention that part. And I, I don't remember them looking bad, of course. Yeah. And so when we're getting to ready to watch it, I'm like, okay, so far this movie hasn't been quite as bad as I was expecting. So is this part really going to be as bad? And I'm like, oh, it's so much worse than people described it to me. <laughs> That's funny. And then we have the big helicopter chase. Well, mom, pa, die. Yeah. Yes. That was surprising. That was surprising. I guess I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't either. I forgot. Yeah. But they get shot. Yeah. I guess. By uh, Agent Zero. Agent Zero. I know he was using a sniper, but he probably has really good eyesight, too. Because he oh, was yeah. far That's away. a good point. Yeah, that's true. Agent Zero has optic, uh, super <laughs> optics. <laughs> they open up another portal. Are you looking up? His <laughs> well, we've talked about it so much. You want to tell me your highlights from this while she's looking, the the of the helicopter chase sequence. Um, I mean, or how you thought of it this time. I loved it. I am <laughs> sure that there are better action sequences, but I was in it along for the ride. 
when he like <laughs> is on the motorcycle, uses his claws to like whip around because he can do that now. They're metal. They're not bone. They won't break off. And like, yeah, all that, that is whipping a cool around. Moment. When he and I mean, just like the shot where he's like flying through the air towards the helicopter, you just I don't know. You're like, wow. He yeah. can do that. He just <laughs> shears off the blades and you're like, this rocks. <laughs> it it does feel like they did spend more moments on this action sequence effects wise. Cause it, yeah. it was fairly engaging. Like it I, look, yeah, it looked good. And and I think the hell like anything that looked kind of cheesy or fake in this sequence kind of I would put more in the category of stylized whether they meant that or not (laughs) okay like it just felt like stylized comic book action yeah um so yeah the helicopter crash and chase is pretty cool yeah it's pretty fun yeah right yeah (laughs) it's with those agent zero powers so he has kinetic energy absorption uh so he can absorb kinetic energy to further increase physical performance so he is also able to fall from great heights, sustaining little energy. Zero's agility, balance, and bodily coordination were enhanced to levels that were beyond the human. Oh, so I think this was added, like the experimentation. So his agility, balance, and bodily bodily coordination were enhanced to levels that were beyond the natural physical limits of even the finest human athlete. Hmm. His um, reflexes were enhanced to levels unobtainable by normal human beings. So the reflex thing with the guns. Yeah. Um, to which he is shown able to gun down multiple enemies before they can even realize he fired. Oh, so this is like specifically movie. You're not oh, looking at Oh, he also a has no character. scent, making it difficult for Wolverine <laughs> to sense him. They should have dedicated That's 30 minutes of this movie to his scent. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's Agent Zero. That's got to come in handy when you're going on a first date. <laughs> yeah, like what? He doesn't shower ever? No, having no sense when you're sweating and you're so nervous, they don't smell you. Man. No comedy points? No nothing for that? I don't know. I think I just wasn't smart enough to get there fast (laughs) enough to laugh, Micah. Um, Well, maybe the joke was just that stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But does no sense, I mean, like, if if he put cologne on, would his power, like, override that? Or do you think... Do you think he can smell or like he just can't? Or is it just that he has no smell of his own, but he can apply store-bought smells? Hmm. I guess I'm assuming he he has, like his body doesn't produce a scent. But because like, you know, not to get too personal here on this episode, (laughs) but I use this soap called Grandpa's Pine Tar Soap and it has a smoky smell to it. Yeah. And since then... I think I have a pinch of a smoky smell to me now. And that's now a part of my scent. And that's something that I apply to myself. So is it <laughs> is it possible um, that that he just doesn't even get scent either? Oh, wait. Like, if he owns a dog, does he ever smell like a dog? Interesting. I'm guessing he doesn't. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Because then Wolverine could be like... <laughs> Oh my gosh, he smells like that Labrador that was at his house. Or maybe he would just think of a Labrador. Like a Labrador was nearby. Yeah, but he probably <laughs> knows the distinct sense. I don't know. This is getting boring. This is getting like in the weeds. 
<laughs> I, I'm just saying, I, I, I think that not only does he not have a scent, but he he may, in fact, have an anti-scent. I think I agree with so, you. Okay, <laughs> that sounds right to Great. me. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. It's interesting oh, what you said about him, like, being able to survive great, like, falls from great height or whatever. Because So the mm-hmm. helicopter crashes. He's still, like, alive, but obviously not in great shape. Uh-huh. And Stryker's, like, on the radio. And then Wolverine yeah. gets on and it's like, I'm going to kill you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, obviously, the pilot of the helicopter is dead. Zero yeah. is not yet dead. So that I guess that's an explanation for why. But then, then he makes a rude remark to Wolverine and Wolverine yeah. blows him up. Really should have kept his mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. At zero. What did he say? He, something like, funny how good innocent people like die around you. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. And then Wolverine just walks away, strikes his goes, new metal claws funny. on the ground to create a spark all the spilled gasoline and boom huge explosion behind him <laughs> he's still walking away cool as a cucumber very courtesy cool. of the new zealand ice ride. <laughs> <laughs> awesome then in the i think in the next scene it's pretty funny because you pointed this out it's just a funny i mean this has got to be a rider strike thing uh striker is talking to this guy and this guy's like Wolverine's out of control. Luckily, the only way you can kill him is an adamantium bullet. And then at the end of the movie, he he's getting the gun, and he's like, it's not going to kill him, but it, it will make him lose his memory. And you're like, huh? Yeah. I so thought it, it would kill, kill him. him. <laughs> yeah, that's a writer's strike thing for sure. They just completely changed what they established already. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. So. Um, Does he go to Will I Am next? Well, then Scott Summers is in class. Yeah. And he's wearing glasses. I think I did. But also Gilmore made a sound too. Sorry for calling it out. But. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. (laughs) Um, Scott Summers is in class. He's wearing red glasses. I mean, they must be laced with ruby quartz. Otherwise, they'd be shooting his energy beams everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Some high school student. And yeah. Yeah. And I just like how the teacher, I mean, I, I think it's it's just a movie thing. Like, I'm not saying it's necessarily bad writing, but it's just funny that the teacher's like, you must take off your glasses for for the, like, five people in the theater who don't know who it is and need sure. to be reminded. Sure. The teacher has to be like, you need to take those off. And he's like, I won't take them off. And then those five people are like, oh, that must be Cyclops. And, <laughs> and everyone says, else well, is like, bet- we already knew that. Enjoy wearing those sunglasses in detention. Yeah. He gets attention for wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah, and you can still see his eyes. Like, let him let him be a little bit. Jeez Louise. And then he gets attacked by Sabretooth. Yep. And abducted. Yeah. And abducted. And I, so yes, I, I think I already mentioned this, but I don't think that Cyclops should be included in this movie. I, I think um, it's just kind of like we want to, it's the classic thing that, that many comic book movies do where they're like, hey, look at this character that you know about. And you're like, yeah, but I don't see why they're in this movie. Yeah. And it it's kind of strange that, you know, I mean, does he even lose his memory? And then he, like, doesn't know who rescued him and well, he stuff. Well, he saw Wolverine. Yeah. Once he's in the I, con, he was blind. He yeah. Whatever. <laughs> 
But it's like he never asked Charles Xavier about it. or You know what I mean? It opens up this like bag Charles of Xavier like. Charles Xavier never saw Wolverine either. And Wolverine well, lost his memory. Yeah. And he yeah, wasn't with I, him when Professor X showed up. I just I know, don't think I know, he should be in this movie. I Well, yeah, I know. And I, I agree with you. But with, with how the movie set, is set up, I think it's okay in terms of that mm-hmm. specific logic to it. Yeah. It I is. I feel like the only purpose it serves is like showing Sabretooth like doing the will of Stryker and gathering mutants. But even then, it's kind of it kind of feels inconsistent because like he kills Bradley and take, but mm-hmm. like takes his power and. But then there's some who he'll like not kill and just bring the whole person. Yeah. Like, so it, that like that yeah. logic is never explained, and yeah. Does it have to be this already known character that doesn't really like serve a real purpose? I don't know. Yeah. Or could uh, like, it just be another mutant right. that we've never seen before and it'd be cool? I, I feel like it would have made more sense to make it the Diamond Sister. Yeah. That does make sense. Well, it wouldn't make sense actually because that's the whole reason they would have already had with to have him. her. Yeah, they already had to have her. Oh, that's right. I'm just forgetting that detail. Yeah. Okay, so egg on my face. I guess I'm not as smart as the writer strike. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm learning. But yeah, it, it, it was just kind of funny that like knowing that this was written or th- that that they worked on this during the writer strike and all this stuff, I was expecting there to be at least one plot moment that was like, oh, that is like such an insane plot hole. Yeah. And and there's a lot of stuff like what we're talking about with Scott where it's like, well, I don't think it makes a lot of sense, but it's certainly not a plot hole because you guys just pointed out like it's actually covered and it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just almost like I just prefer that they didn't do that. I would prefer it not to be him too. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's just funny that like I, I, I the movie doesn't really have a lot of those issues actually. Yeah. The only one I can think of that I caught was the the bullet. Yeah. How they just change it at the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is pretty big, but uh, I think they just assumed people weren't going to... I don't know. That's probably just a rewrite. They probably, probably got to the rewrite. end and they were like, crap, he has his memory. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. But then we go to Will I Am. Yeah, Logan meets with Black Eyed Peas is what yeah. I wrote. Great. Tone shift. Yeah. So he goes to him because he thinks that... <laughs> he, he thinks that he knows where Sabretooth is. Yeah. And then also the blob is there and he finds out about some island. Yeah. Yeah. And then they find out. Or well, that... the, actually, they find out about Gambit. Yeah. Because well, Gambit, Gambit is the will only tell them one, about the he's island. like, is the only one who's escaped from the island. So, like, he yes. knows where it is. He can take you there. Yes. That's what it is. But he, he, he says, he says, hey, fat, uh, Fred, <laughs> which I got to admit. That got me. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny too. <laughs> and then he fights Blob, which um, at first I was like, man, Blob looks really good. And then when he started moving, I was like, oh, he looks really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but at first I thought it was all like practical. It like no, tricked it's me. Not. But then yeah. when he started moving, the, 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 you know, his, I guess his boobs were, were swaying in a way that didn't make sense. He probably was just in a sumo suit and then they just put stuff over him. Yeah. But I, I yeah. Let's put the Blob in another X-Men movie. He's fun. Okay. <laughs> I mean, do you like the Blob, Kajiri? I mean, yeah. I Yeah. 
the actor who I know that you mentioned at the beginning, someone Durand, maybe. Um, Kevin Durand. He. Yeah. I like like his voice and his mannerisms as the black, mm. I think are really fun. I had not known of, I mean, like I mentioned before, I have not read the comics. So there's lots of X-Men that I like don't know, but the blob is fun. I would watch a movie with the blob in it again. Yeah. Now, if you would, would you ever read the comics in any way? Oh, or yeah. Would, or, or do you have any interest in reading them? Absolutely. I do. I, when I was like a teenager, when in like the height of my X-Men obsession, I kind of tried, but was very confused by, I don't know, like, I just don't understand general comics publishing, I think. Cause I mean, I worked yeah. at a comic store, like bookstore, video game store, everything. Like they had comics and I just didn't understand, like, how do you get a complete story? Cause I'd be like, oh, here's a Gambit comic. It's number four. How do I get the other ones? I don't know. So I think probably what i need to oh, do yeah. now at this point i know that they'll like collect them in volumes and things are probably yeah. easier to find online now like just getting a full story i would love to read some x-men comic yeah okay, i just have yeah. not yet there's some good ones out there i believe the it. the thing i would say to uh and and uh i i heard this from someone else uh uh my favorite YouTuber, Patrick Willems, suggested it, is for anyone trying to get into comics, for the listeners as well, um, a great way to start is, like, picking a writer and just starting where they started. That's oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because often, very often, the writer will do kind of a soft reset. Oh. Um, And it's just really helpful because, uh, you know, hey, I went through it and I loved it. I read every issue of Amazing Spider-Man. But there are definite, like, pretty much any time a new writer starts, it's kind of like, it, there, there it usually is kind of a reset. Yeah. And then it's mm -hmm. like, oh, you can go in and, you know, you're going to have stuff that you're going to be confused about. <laughs> um, but, like, with, with X-Men, I read a large portion of Chris Claremont's run, and he started, I think, like, X-Men 100 or something like that. And I did not read the previous 100, but what he did is he started it with a new group of X-Men for the most part. So he like introduced Storm, Nightcrawler, cool. um, yeah. a, and a couple others, and then it was like, here's this team, and then some of the old characters you still know. Got it. So yeah. for anyone who's interested, that's a good way to do it for long-running comics. You know, comics like Watchmen, you can just read the entire series because mm -hmm. it's just 10 issues or whatever. That's like, I, I, I mean, it is a comic, but I see that more as like a graphic novel. It is. I, I, it is. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're correct. That's oh. what they classify it as. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> because there's like a definitive beginning and end, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And th there are like spinoffs and stuff, but I've haven't heard anyone say that they're good. And, oh, okay. And also, it doesn't feel like it needs that. So to me, I I'm fine with the ten issues or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because because it's it's very daunting. Yeah. You know, when you when you go, they started this in the 60s? Like, <laughs> this X-Men are from, like, 1965 or something like that? Like, how do I start? Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. The Blob. For those who are interested. The Blob. <laughs> He's cool. And, and um, Wolverine says, uh, he says something like, see you around, bub. And then he's like, did you call me Blob? 
And he goes, no, I called him Bub, and he attacks him again. Or mm-hmm. maybe that was before the attack. Oh, that was before, and then yeah. they fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sabretooth gets Scott. Okay, now we're at Gambit in New Orleans. Yep. And here's one thing I, I will say, and I'll go on record and say I love this about the movie. Hour 44. Come on. I do love me some of that. Mercifully short. short. movie. Come on. All of them so far have been so short. And it's just <laughs> been a breath of fresh air. The longest one was like 2.15. Which one? Uh, X2. It but, was? But it was like, it was totally earned and she yeah, didn't even yeah, know yeah. it was over two. Yeah. Look at that. It's that good. Um, It is so good. I mean, that Nightcrawler scene, I can't get over that first scene in that movie. It's so good. Um, But yeah, so they meet Gambit, played by Taylor Kitsch. Yep. I don't think I like him as an actor i have yet to enjoy a performance of his i think i'm in the same boat i haven't seen him in a lot i still want to try john carpenter someday but he's a little tough for me what, yeah. what are your thoughts you on john, taylor Kitch? john carter that's what i said you said john carpenter or no yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> we knew what you meant even, but you did say john carpenter. even just <laughs> even just now i meant to say oh I, I I didn't I didn't mean to say that I it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, you're right. You're, you're right. Good, yeah, you're John fine. John Carter. Carter. John I Carter. almost said Carpenter again. <laughs> um, I have no strong thoughts about Taylor Kitsch. I was not like super enthralled by his portrayal of Gambit, but that was since I have not read the comics, like my first real introduction to Gambit, and I yeah. like. Even though Taylor Kitsch wasn't very captivating, like, as himself or whatever, he wasn't so bad that it, like, overpowered the coolness of Gambit. Because once I saw Gambit, I was like, oh, this is a cool X-Men. <laughs> like, even though I know nothing, like, Gambit rocks. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> for whatever that's worth. Jordan, he, Jordan screamed when, when he started fighting. Because he asks him... He asks him, he finds out about the island, and then he he starts throwing these playing cards, and they're, like, exploding. Uh-huh. And, oh, my gosh. I was and Jordan so said, <laughs> his power is playing cards? <laughs> you were so upset. I was, because I just couldn't. But uh, that's, like we've talked about to death in this movie, it's like their, their powers can't be inanimate objects, but I'm, like, fooled every time when they use one. <laughs> That's like doesn't work. Yeah. But so as this fight scene's happening and stuff, I'm like, what is this? Is he just a magician? <laughs> like what? What yeah. is he? I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, that's fair. It was just so funny seeing the the difference of my own mind from a freshman to now. Where when I was a freshman, I was like, oh, guy in a purple suit throwing playing cards. Okay, I'm in. I get it. I get it. And now I'm you watching didn't, you didn't it. Need more. Yeah, I didn't need more. Yeah. I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. His yeah. power is playing cards. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, and his cane makes him flip. Okay, great. Like, And I'm like, this guy's cool. And then I'm watching it this time, and I'm like, what's going on? Here? What is this? He's playing cards? Then you did look it up, and his, his power is he can give kinetic energy to inanimate objects and make them explode. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's a cool power. Yeah. That is a cool power. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, but I could only see one person playing this role. I love Mr. Channing, Channing Tatum. Tatum. <laughs> I would love that. Me too. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah, you are, man. <laughs> it's okay. Um, they fight. They go out to an alley, and Sabretooth shows up. So then Logan starts fighting Sabretooth yeah. because Sabretooth kills Will. I am. 
Oh, right. That looked like a terrible death. Yeah. It did. I don't want to go out Grabs that way. Grabs the spine. Yeah. I do like I do like that moment and he goes he goes I want to tell you something. And then he reaches out and grabs him where he teleports to and yeah. he goes you're predictable. Yeah. Yeah. He That's has good. some he has some great lines. Like he does. Yeah. yeah. And then like I mean even like grabbing the spine and being like that's funny. I didn't know you had one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Just I mean when is Leave Schreiber ever bad? He is good. He's a he's always good. national treasure <laughs> to to whichever country he's from. I'm assuming America, but I really don't know. He's American. Is he? Okay. Right? I don't know. He just strikes me as someone who we look up and we're like, whoa, he's got the best American accent in the world. (laughs) Probably like Philadelphia. He was born in San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) That's as American as it gets. (laughs) He has a just, I I bet he narrates audiobooks, but I would, I need to look that up because I feel like he would be a great narrator. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, He probably narrates like some James Patterson, (laughs) but. I hope he would do some classics, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there's there's also another pretty crazy uh, moment where I said oops, and that is when Gambit is trying to climb the oh, yeah, the, the fire rough. escape, yeah. and Wolverine's Wolverine is, like, climb, super speed yeah. <laughs> It was a long shot, yeah. too. Like, and like, it cut back to it. I know. Oof. Big oops on that one. <laughs> yeah, that was not great. It is goofy. Then we find out Stryker froze his son. Yeah. So do you think that is before or after he sent his son to Professor X? I think after, because they mentioned that his son killed his wife. That's true. Or I mean, that caused his wife to kill herself. Yeah. I I can't remember the specifics. Do you remember the specifics? Well, he he said in the movie he killed his wife. Yeah. I I mean, I think he like, at least in X2... I think he drove her crazy. Yeah. So like she Literally. killed herself, but oh, yeah. because of him. So essentially like he killed her. Yeah. He so, was okay. in her mind. Yeah. Okay. And then we have one of the dumbest things a movie could do to me. You have Deadpool, the character Deadpool. They call him the Merc with a mouth. <laughs> he runs his mouth. That's his thing. And they sew his mouth shut. That is one of the stupidest things that you could do. Doesn't he reference? He, he doesn't he mention something about that in Deadpool? He does. It does make some for some great jokes in Deadpool. Yeah, uh, because they he can reference stuff, which you know fits the format very well. Yeah, but um, my goodness, it it's just fun. at the time watching this, I didn't know who Deadpool was at all. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I just went with it. But you watching it now, it's like. You know, it's like if Spider-Man was in the movie and they were like, hey, we plugged up your web and you can never use webs again or claw- crawl on walls. You're like, huh? <laughs> so did they do it? <laughs> did, did Stryker do it, though, because he actually was so annoyed by him? I think so, because Wolverine says they finally found a way to shut you up. Yeah. yeah. But I also don't think he was around long enough for it to settle into us that he's that annoying, that yeah. you would want to show his mouth. I just right. know that because Deadpool is out now, like I've seen it by this point. Yeah, it's like in hindsight. You... Yeah. And I mean, at the I beginning, Stryker does say something like, I think when they're like at the compound in Nigeria, he's like, you would be the perfect soldier if it wasn't for that mouth on you or something he like does that. Say so that. it's like, and I don't really, especially at the time when I first saw this, like, I didn't know who Deadpool was. So I yeah. didn't really care that his mouth was shut. And even now, like, I, I don't, I think I've only seen the first Deadpool. And because, I don't know, I guess like, 
he's weapon 11 at the end. I mm-hmm. guess that is that Deadpool. I guess it's supposed to be in my mind. It just kind of like, it's one of those divergences of comic sure. books. So I guess I like have never had an issue with it. Cause I figure they're just different timelines, but I don't know. Yeah. But that's an easy thing to do with comic book movies where yeah. it's like, this doesn't make sense, but it does to someone I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, someone who's read it. It's just like, even if it works or it doesn't work, I don't know who in the world would have thought this is a, the idea. Well, you know what I mean? Writer That's strike, so Micah. wild. <laughs> well, <laughs> so they had nothing for him. So they were like, just to make sure Ryan Reynolds doesn't talk, we're covering Yeah, him we're out. tired of him improvising. <laughs> yeah, he's improvising too much now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Oh, and I, I wrote this again. Uh, so Gambit takes Wolverine to the nuclear island and Wolverine jumps out of the plane and skips on the yeah. water. And I wrote, I wrote big oopsie on effects <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Deadpool's weapon 11. We find out that the girl's death was faked. Yes. And, and Logan she is was manipulated. devastated. Their whole relationship was a sham. Yes, it was For, to, to protect her sister. And we find out that she has a mutant ability where when she touches someone, she can influence them, yep. mm-hmm. which she used earlier in yep. the movie. They planted in. that. Yep. Yeah. And I remember, because I couldn't remember what happened in this movie. I remember thinking like, oh, is she a mutant too? And then when they never referenced it, I thought, oh, okay, never mind. So the movie kind of tricked me. Yeah. I'll give them props for that. Tricked me. Um, and then he knocks out Sabretooth and he wants to kill him, but he doesn't. Because he's not an animal. Yeah. Because he, yeah, he, he has walks away because he's, like, devastated that, oh, this was all a lie. Like, I'm here for revenge because you killed the woman I love. That didn't mm-hmm. happen. It's not real. So he leaves. But then it, wa- it was real for Kayla. Mm-hmm. And then she's <laughs> yeah, like, true. I don't remember exactly what she goes to do. But then Sabretooth is, like, grabbing her and she screams. And that's what gets yes. Logan to, like, <gasps> come back. Right. And so then yeah. he, that's when he fights with Sabretooth and he's like about to probably chop his head off. And Kayla's like, no, you are not an animal. True love. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and then they break out all of the mutants. Yeah. And he runs on the cages, like breaking them all with his adamantium claws. Yeah. Pretty cool. And then Charles Xavier speaks to Scott Summers. Did you know it was him right away? No, I didn't. I oh, thought Jordan rookie, well, rookie I thought mistake. It was the kid who was frozen because <laughs> oh. he can tell people what to do. Rookie, rookie <laughs> mistake. I've never seen the movie. And then it's the big fight on top of the platform. Yep, he has to face uh, the, the nuclear plant. Yep. And so Deadpool comes out, and he has swords on his arms that Question. come out. <clears throat> In Deadpool, the movie, <laughs> what is his explanation for his face being messed up? Is it this? He still references it's this, like, experiments done on him? I believe it's experiments, but it is, it's like, uh, basically, the movie Deadpool, like, I mean, kind of like Kateri's saying, it, like, restarts Deadpool, because all the experiments and stuff, it's not like they're showing footage from this movie, it's not designed like this movie, and then, and then he's also able to say, like, remember when they showed my mouth shut? That was stupid. Right. So it's, it's like, it is a different deadpool technically i think if, if if we're being like very if we're being the same people who discussed eye optics half hour ago <laughs> yeah it's two different deadpools okay 
I like that. We should just refer to him as Weapon 11 in this movie. That makes it better. They fight for a while. They find out he's got all the powers. How are they ever going to beat him? Well, Sabretooth comes and starts fighting, too. Yep. Yeah. And they do the back-to-back. Yeah. Their classic yeah. position. <laughs> <laughs> Surely there's a better word for that. <laughs> I mean, hey, as far as positions go, that's one of them for sure. <laughs> And then, I mean, I think they just kind of cut his head off, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I I will say, I'm going to give props to the movie as well. We see he's got the optic eye blasts, of course, that open up from another dimension from Ruby Court's visor, of course. Um, When his head flies off, he's shooting the optic blast, and he goes down into the nuclear smokestack. Oh, how it still... And it's like breaking it, and you can see how the head must be slowly spinning mm-hmm. yeah. as it's falling. I think that's cool. That is cool. It is cool. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. I do like, too, Wolverine was blocking the, the eye beams. Oh, yeah, with his with claws. His, oh, yeah. Um, with his claws, and they were like Oh, they burning. got hot. They got hot. That effect actually looked good. How did that look good? Because <laughs> it was really far away. Oh. Like we were seeing, I, I think, because it was like we were seeing it wide. Yeah, you're probably right. But that, and then that's how he de- decapitates him. Yeah. Nice touch. Yeah. I did like that part. Striker comes out. Yep. And he's like, okay, here we go. I This bullet is just going to make you lose your memory. <laughs> and he shoots him a bunch of times. Yep. Gets him twice in the head. Gets him twice in the head. And then Kayla tells him, she touches him and says, keep walking. Walk until your feet, feet bleed, bleed and then walk some more. Yep. Yeah. I do dig that as well. I always love something like that. And so he leaves, and then Gambit comes back, and he's like, Wolverine, let's get out of here. And he's like, who the hell are you? (laughs) I I hate you. Get out of here. Yeah. He has no memory. Yep. And he's an animal again. He gained his humanity, and now it's lost once again. And it's tragic because he walks by Kayla, who has died because she, like, got shot or something. She got a bullet wound? Yeah. So she had, like, dragged herself out. And they had like kind of met up again, but then he got shot by Stryker. And so he walks by her body and Gambit's like, did you know her? And he's like, no. And you just weep because yes, that's the love of your life (laughs) until you meet Jean Grey and get a new one. But (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, I think by the end of this movie, this love interest thing, it's like, okay, this, this is good. This is fine. Yeah. The movie ends. It's so short. We cut to William Stryker getting picked up mid-credits. Yep. And then post-credits, we see Deadpool's hand feeling around for his head. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a thing. Um, I distinctly remember when I went to the midnight showing and then again um, the next day, there was a different post credit scene um, where okay. Wolverine is like in a bar looks like probably like in Japan somewhere and the bartender's like talking to him and says something to the effect of like, you know, like, are you drinking to forget or whatever? And Wolverine's like, no, I'm drinking to remember. But that's like, I have it on DVD and the end credit scene is like the Deadpool crawling back to his head, whatever. I so I don't know like why. why well, would like, you who believe made that decision? I have an answer for you. Kajiri. You do, please. They had two different 
closing credits. I read about it when I was reading, but I assumed that I just didn't feel the need to bring it up because I haven't seen it, and I didn't know one of us had seen it, and different theaters showed different endings. Oh. Different three theaters did? Yeah. Oh. Whoa. So you are one of the lucky few that saw that ending. Yeah, I, I like, That's like, Evan found it on YouTube for me, and it was really gratifying because, like, I've talked about it before and no one has known. Obviously, it's a real thing, but, like, no one I talk to has known about it or, like, seen it. And I don't know, I guess I just am not good at searching if I ever even tried to, like, actually find it. <laughs> um, I think it's way cooler than just, like, who cares about Deadpool crawling back to his head? In, yeah, like, I, in no, the context I, of that's, X-Men, at least. That sounds like, way better. Yeah. yeah. I'm drinking to remember is a yeah, great line. Yeah, it's, like, line. thematic. Yeah. And there's a lot of famous, uh, there's a lot of famous comic uh, stuff involving uh, Logan being in Japan. So, oh, really? so that would be. What was he doing there? Just wait for the well, Wolverine. I believe that we're going to find that answer. Out. Oh, okay. Wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> in a movie I haven't seen, but I know he's in Japan in that movie. And I, from some of my readings, but not all of them, because I haven't read the definitive stuff, I don't think. I know that a lot of his backstory takes place in Japan. Oh, interesting. With Mariko, I believe. Who's that? I, I think we're going to find out, I bet. <laughs> yeah. He might have another love interest, Jordan. I oh. hope that doesn't piss you off. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I thought at first I hoped it was Han from Fast and Furious. <laughs> hey. He could be it in is. it. I guess he could be in it. I bet you don't know. <laughs> um, I think that's the name. But anyway. So that's well, and and again, I just want to stress that Charles Xavier shows up at the end and looks like a PlayStation 2 cast yeah. scene, it and it's really bad. Patrick Stewart. I mean, it was it was his voice, right? It, it was definitely his voice. Sure I, if it was like, I, it just looks so bad. I just could never yeah. imagine that it was like actually him, even if they did CG. I just could only picture it like this had to just be a from scratch thing. If it was yeah. like they put it over his face, then that's even worse. It's so terrible. <laughs> it's difficult to look at. It, 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 yeah, it is. It's assaulting. Thankfully, it's a, it's very short. Yeah. yeah, but that's the movie. That's the movie. Do we have some final thoughts, Katiri? I don't know what to say that we haven't already said. I hey, that's I know, okay. I know that it like is not a masterpiece, but I still love it, and I do. I think for like, it definitely. Like you mentioned, it's an hour 44 or whatever, and a lot of stuff happens, and there's, like, some very odd tone shifts, like, oh, we go from committing war crimes to now I'm, I'm just a lumberjack in the Rockies to the love of my life is dead to, <laughs> right. oh, I'm, like, making fun of this fat man. Like, there's just a lot of, <laughs> I don't know, sections, but I think in, like... I don't know, the format of an origin story, it works for me because it's like you are trying to get the full picture so you kind of can forgive how quickly some things have to happen. Because, like, we cut to the Rockies and it's like, bam, here's this woman and they're in love and you're like, I don't know anything of, like, how did this happen, but I'm just going with it and, like, buying it. I don't know. Right. Yeah. 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 A lot does happen. What about you, Jordan? It's okay. (laughs) <laughs> well i i'm very glad i'm glad that you you really like this movie katiri because i i think it would have just been like a total us just 
like convincing ourselves that it was worse than it really is. <laughs> yeah. You know, as we discussed it. It's okay. And you if brought you think some that it's terrible. I no, but I, I mean I I don't I don't think it's good. <laughs> but but I I don't think it's as bad as its reputation, certainly. Um and like I said, I mean I could I could I could name if if I'm going not just MCU, but I'm just going comic book movies, I could probably name at least fifteen that I th- would rather that I would wa- watch this over. Yeah, and it's so short and it's quick, and and it just like you're saying, I do enjoy that it just goes scene, 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 scene. Like when we were getting to the end, I'm like, okay, great, you're not dragging out like this thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of bad. <laughs> but it's got some kind of good. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And I'm glad it's got some fans. Yeah, me too. So, Katiri, <laughs> do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, anything at all? Nothing but my love for X-Men. Awesome. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, and uh, for us, it would probably be the month of February when this comes out. And I believe next week we will be covering Ant-Man and the Wasp. Or Ant Man, Ant Man. Please don't let me watch that. Well, watch, make me Quantum Mania. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be interesting. And uh, <sighs> yeah, on Patreon this month we are talking about <gasps> Knives Out. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah, can't wait. And to be hear. like Katiri. Katiri's a patron. I am. Be like Katiri. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, uh, episode. Uh, Micah Mac- uh, Patreon dot com slash Micah Macaw. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, oh, and I, gosh, we're doing Ant-Man, and then we're taking a small break from X-Men, and we're doing the French trilogy of movies called the Colors Trilogy. Three colors, blue, white, and red, which neither of us have seen and are apparently are some of the best movies. Apparently, and we get to revisit Julie Delpy, and I'm very happy about it. Yeah, so... I know that sometimes when we go when we go overseas, sometimes listeners are not as apt to join us. But come on, it's France, sometimes baby. Let's go. Sometimes they're the most rewarding movies to watch. It's true, and then we'll go right back into X Men. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll come. We'll come back home. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.